Hello and welcome to a new episode of our MBSE podcast. After a long time again, an episode from our series MBSE Around the World. In these episodes, we talk about how MBSE is uh, doing in a country somewhere in the world. And we have been already to several countries like Sweden, yes. Finland, China, Finland, uh, we already have Finland, England, England, yes, and Spain, and maybe some more I don't remember yet. Um, and today we visit France, and our guest is Raphael Faudou. And so, welcome, Raphael. It's great having you here in our show. And well, you know yourself best, so please introduce yourself. Yeah, thank you, Tim. Thank you, Christian, for organizing this uh, podcast series, uh, great series, and, and for inviting me today to talk about uh, what happens in, in France about system engineering and, and MBSE. So uh, I, I started my, my career uh, as a software engineer in 1993, so almost 30 years now. <laughs> and and uh, uh, I started in Paris because there was not so much work in, in, in Toulouse uh, uh, because I had my computer and science diploma, engineer diploma in, in Toulouse high school. Uh, and uh, uh, I started uh, on software development and project manager. Uh, and in 2001, I had the opportunity to go back to Toulouse and, and one year later to, uh, to join uh, Atos, Atos, which is a big IT services company. And Atos has just been awarded at this moment uh, on, by Airbus on the aircraft A380 uh, to develop embedded software using UML. It was the first time UML was used in, in, in Airbus. It was quite a good challenge. I like it. But um, after a few years, there was a more interesting initiative uh, started by Airbus also and other companies that was uh, uh, the Topcase modeling platform. Topcase meaning um, toolkit in open source uh, for uh, critical application and embedded system development. And the idea was to develop a platform using models to, um, to ease uh, to support the system engineering activity at the design office. Um, so it was quite a challenge uh, because the ethos was in charge of different parts and I was in charge with my team to develop a SysML editor. It was the first SysML editor in 2006, open source SysML oh. editor based on Eclipse, yes. Uh, and it was a challenge because uh, I didn't know system engineering. So I had to understand, to learn a lot about it in order mm -hmm. to understand how this uh, modeling tool, this editor would be used by a system engineer at Airbus and other companies of the supply chain like Safran, Thales and others. So a very interesting uh, a project and I appreciate it so much that I wanted to focus a lot on, on system engineering activities. Um, and after some years, I, I had to conclude that Atos was probably not the best place uh, to do okay. system engineering because it's software-oriented company. And finally, I decided to uh, to leave Atos and to uh, start and found my own company, uh, Samurai Engineering. So uh, it was in uh, 2013, so almost 10 years ago. So I started Samores and, and at Samores uh, started alone. Then we were two and four, five and so on. And now we are almost 13. We are 13. And um, every day at Samores, we use modeling tools and modeling and, and we perform model and, and we try to help the industry uh, switching 
from the document-based approach to uh, the modeling-based approach, MBSC, in fact. This mm -hmm. is really our core activity, our core expertise, and we are really happy with that because there's a lot of challenge in this MBSC journey, and we are just at the beginning. Okay, great. Yeah, also, a well, warm welcome from my side, and it's an impressive MBSE or SE story. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're visiting France, and um, maybe we shall give our listeners some overview over the industries, the main industries of France, and, and of sure you know where systems engineering and model-based systems engineering is already used. Yes, yes, yes. Where uh, SE and MBSC is used in France, okay. Um, so, um, for that, uh, probably that we need to distinguish a little bit the different industries because uh, um, the story is a little bit different if you are in uh, aerospace and defense or in other industries. Mm -hmm. So I would start I will start with aeronautics, aerospace, um, uh, because uh, there's something really special in uh, uh, aeronautics is uh, at least for civil aircraft is the certification. The certification, obviously, you know that the flight will not, you will not be uh, uh, authorized to, to, to fly your aircraft if you don't have the certification at the end. And because of that, uh, um, there are a lot of guidelines that uh, system engineering of, of uh, uh, aerospace industry have to follow. Uh, I can mention the ARP 4754 uh, uh, for the development. I can mention the RP4761 for the safety assessment. And with those two parts, this is uh, um, really prescriptive in the sense that if you want to reach the certification, it's recommended that you follow those guidelines. And those guidelines, mm -hmm. they will tell you that you have to use function, that you have to, uh, uh, to allocate your function to system or to item software or, or, or hardware item, but you have to uh, manage and, and, and do engineering of your requirements uh, from one level to another, to the, to the level down. Uh, and use traceability at least for the most uh, critical system. So because of that, we can see that the aerospace industry, uh, they are used to system engineering practice for a long time. So mm -hmm. um, finally, uh, it's not surprising that all the supply chain uh, uh, coming uh, attached to a company like Airbus, uh, they are used to those system engineering practice for some times. And uh, uh, they uh, they widespread widespread those those practice into uh, into their companies. Mm -hmm. So this is a uh, this is the first uh, important thing for uh, aeronautics. Um, then, if we look at um, MBSC, uh, the second part of the question. So MBSC uh, Airbus uh, has seen uh, very early that there could be good benefit in using MBSC in order to limit uh, the design and verification efforts with better consistency, better com completeness, uh, and also uh, trying to detect uh, errors or issue or misunderstanding in the requirement uh, very mm -hmm. early in the life cycle. This is one of the key benefits that Airbus uh, uh, mentioned in their first experiments on using MBSC 15 years ago. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, so, that 
gives good explanation why uh, system engineering and MBSC is strongly uh, deployed uh, in aeronautic industry. And if we focus on space, uh, obviously we, we we all know the big big projects uh, uh, developed by the space industry with uh, uh, going to the moon and so, things like that. So NASA has played a great role on that, mm-hmm. and uh, they have learned from their failure and they have developed the NASA System Engineering Handbook, which is a very interesting guide. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in Europe, uh, there was. There were a lot of uh, efforts to try to define uh, some standard at European level. Uh, and I can mention the, the ECSS, which is the European uh, uh, Cooperation for Space Standardization, on which France has played a great role with the Space French Agency, the CNES, but also the, the big companies uh, acting as prime in those big projects. Uh, I can mention Airbus Defense and Space, that was previously named Astrium, and, and also Thales, Alenia Space, two big, two major actors in France on that. What is very interesting for space is that um, at space, you don't really have the certification. Okay, for a satellite, there's no risk of someone being killed. So uh, uh, it's not as prescriptive as it is in the, in the aeronautics. Uh, you have more freedom, you have tailoring. But what something is really important is that uh, in space for a satellite, you will not maintain it. Okay, so uh, it's really key that you can deliver uh the system your system with the right performance the right system with the right performance at the first time and for that you really need to have strong guidance to have a common alignment of everyone on the best practices because first time means that you cannot fail Uh, and so the good news is that if you think about the way industry is organized in france airbus and thales both are also actors of the aerospace, of the aeronautics, which means that all the good practice coming from the aeronautics have been widespread, have been uh, declined, have been have been refined and 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 uh, and, and could spread uh, on the space industry for those two mm-hmm. actors, which means that finally in the uh, in the space industry we can say that there are good practice on system engineering, and MBSC is also seen as a as a strong enabler to. Uh, uh, to limit the efforts uh, uh, in, mm-hmm. in verification and, and, and better uh, improvement of the requirements. Um, so it seems that that then the Thales and Airbus are so the, the main main companies in France. Uh, they are using big MBSE? companies. Yes, 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 yeah. absolutely. And Safran also, huh? Safran. Mm-hmm. But ah, okay. um, yes, mm-hmm. those two actors mm-hmm. because they are involved in both aircraft and space. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it was it was a very um, how can I say that uh, it gives you some uh, uh, there's the m- internal mobility between people. I know a lot of engineers in Toulouse that have sw- who have switched from uh, aircraft to space or space to aircraft, mm-hmm. and that's very important for a company uh, to have some oxygen coming from the guys coming from over over industry over sectors. Yeah. It's really mm-hmm. important. Uh, it gives you new practice, new way of working, innovation, and, and at the end, you are stronger huh, with that. Mm-hmm. So that's important. Um, I can also mention the defense. Um, defense is a little bit uh, special in the sense that there's the NATO framework, I, I think, mm-hmm. has played a, a big role uh, because it gives you some some framework, some layered framework in order to um, 
to define your concept of operation, your capabilities, your operational scenario, the resource, the architecture. So all those things are uh, given as a standard, as a grid, and and it's easier for 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 companies to uh, uh, to uh, to follow uh, uh, a grid. Probably we will come later on that, but it's key to have guidance huh, in your modeling tool. So mm -hmm. with the NATO framework, we can say that um, defense has adopted uh, some system engineering practice, at least for the problem space, the mission level, the system of system engineering, and also has uh, started with using models uh, through, the, through the NATO framework. And here again, we find Thales. Thales it is, is a strong actor. Mm -hmm. Uh, in France on the defense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and because of the space and the aeronautics, they were able to push also uh, the modeling approach into, into the defense. Uh, mm -hmm. If we look at over industry and I will not uh, define, <laughs> uh, I will not talk about whole industry, but what I can say is that it's more recent, their involvement in system engineering, I would say something like 15 years ago, huh? uh, 10 to 15 years ago, uh, automotive, energy and so on. Uh, all of them have now uh, started to use system engineering practice because they know it's important to have requirement engineering, architecture, design, verification, validation, and so on. And almost all of them have now started to evaluate and to use MBSC also uh, in France. Maybe the only one I was not able to meet to is uh, civil engineering. Uh, but mm -hmm. it may change because you know that there's the BIM standard, mm -hmm. which is the yeah. building information model. And probably I expect to see some company from the civil engineering uh, at AFIS, the French and Cozy chapter, uh, very soon. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. I'm currently also in contact with, with companies from, from the civil engineering and they're interested in BIM. So, and they think MBSE could be a good counterpart yeah, to BIM. Certainly. Probably with yeah. some adaptation because I'm not sure it's developing a building, developing a system. Yes, there are similarities, but yeah. maybe there's some difference also. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll see. But what they achieved in, instead of uh, the traditional MBSE guys, they have a working exchange format <laughs> for their models. Ah, yes, that's true. That's, <laughs> true. that's uh, something very, very interesting how they solved this <laughs> yes. issue. Yes, that's one of the challenges of MBSE also. <laughs> Today. So the, then the situation is fra in France is quite similar to, to other countries. No? So the traditional systems engineering domains no? like aeronautics, uh, defense and space no? are dominating uh, the yes. system engineering market. Um, but compared to other countries, what's probably more special to France is that you have these huge companies there, no? Airbus and, what, yes. and, and Thales and so on. Yeah. Yes, yeah, true, it's a big, big supply chain. And you think about Safran and Thales, huh? uh, there are more mm -hmm. employees than in Airbus, huh? so those are big oh, actors. Really? Uh, really, yes, wow. really, really. <laughs> <laughs> really, so, so uh, it's not, it's more a partner than a, a supplier. It's both probably, mm -hmm. but you need mm -hmm. to be able to discuss with them and understand each other. That's why, for instance, an Airbus will not impose Thales to work with uh, their tool, their Cameo system modeler with CSML. No. Thales mm -hmm. 
has developed uh, uh, Capella. Before it was called yeah. Capella, it was uh, Melody Advance. And after they have opened it as open source as Capella, mm -hmm. and and Thales will use uh, will use Capella. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, there's the challenge here to be able to interoperate between two actors. Or for some other topics, Airbus is able to uh, impose to to say you will use our tools, but not with actors mm -hmm. like Thales or Safran. <laughs> yeah. But was there or is there a relationship between Topcase and Capella? So both tools are were developed in, in France and both tools are Eclipse-based modeling tools. So is, is there yeah. a relationship? There's, or? there's some yeah. relationship in the sense that Thales was part of the Topcase initiative. They have some funding from the French government ah, okay. and they mm -hmm. use it to learn about Eclipse and, and to, to go further on that. At this stage, it was not Capella. It was more internal to, to, to their engineering department. But uh, it's probably at this moment, at this period, that they learn a lot about uh, Eclipse development plugins internally mm -hmm. and with the, the support of, of uh, OBO. OBO, there was mm -hmm. an important supplier for Thales to develop uh, uh, that will become after the Capella uh, platform. Yeah. Oh, OK, interesting. OK. So, but I assume that you have a huge demand for systems engineers then in those companies, uh, in particular model-based systems engineering. Yes. Uh, uh, how is the situation in France, so in the job market? Are there enough systems engineers there or? Ah, for the job market, you mean? Yeah. yeah for the job market, well, it's, <laughs> I would say, it's a little bit crazy, but let, let's start maybe mm. with system engineering. <laughs> system engineering, uh, now hold the company uh, uh, it's clear for everyone that it's a core competency uh, mm -hmm. uh, and and it's now considered as a real discipline huh? so uh, it's not you will do some system engineering activity in addition to another job another position no no you you really want to hire people to be systems engineers uh, and uh, uh, more and more mm -hmm. i see company who would like to uh, to hire system engineers but there's not so so many uh, available on the market. Huh? Uh, uh -huh. and the experts uh, are, uh, will not change, or for very very high salary. And and uh, the situation is really worse if you think about MBSC. With the MBSC uh -huh. is a busy word. Probably it's same in Germany. Uh, uh -huh. I would say that within the next two years. Well, if I remember four years ago, Samaras Engineering specialized on MBSC. We were at the top ranking of Google. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I didn't do anything to reference as a reference man, nothing. We just mm -hmm. use MBSC. We talk about MBSC, we were the first batch of Google. No, I don't know where we are, probably very far because I don't uh, work on it, especially. Uh, but but uh, uh, what is mm -hmm. really uh, sure is that on LinkedIn, a lot of people I know have no MBSC in their title. Mm -hmm. <laughs> within yeah. the next uh, within the pre uh, two previous years uh, things have changed their, their title their position to be in in the mbsc world because it's mm -hmm. really trendy but yeah. uh, so the problem is that today it's very difficult to to uh, to find an mbsc engineer on the market and at least uh, when there's some young engineer who has maybe two years of practice of modeling they will ask an incredible salary and mm. you can be sure that within two weeks they will have 10 job proposals. Okay. So oh. the market is crazy today, uh, at least in mm -hmm. France. And, and uh, uh, we need to 
to find uh, other options in order to have our MBC engineers. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's too difficult to find experience, uh, experimented uh, MBC engineers. So our strategy at Samurai's Engineering today is really to train them. We are, mm -hmm. we are okay to train your junior, but also senior not involved in MBSC today, but uh, will become expert in MBSC tomorrow because we will train mm -hmm. them internally. It's too difficult mm -hmm. to find them on the market today. Yeah, that's very interesting. The French border is not far away from my place. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Huh? You're welcome. <laughs> so many requests to, to handle. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, great potential. Yeah. Yeah, coming back to those people uh, who are working on MBSE or have MBSE on the title, are they somehow involved in, in AFIS or is ah. are they certified uh, or, or do they have just a title in, in the job description? Yeah, yeah, good good point, good point. Um, yes, uh, in AFIS, so AFIS is the French in Cozy chapter uh, uh, that I think that has been founded something like 20 years ago by Thales. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what Thales mm -hmm. was a great actor <laughs> of, the, of the French industry and system engineering. And mm -hmm. uh, in AFIS, um, there are more and more um, system engineering professionals. So yes, it's really recommended that when you have system engineering uh, uh, skills and experience that you uh, reach AFIS and you, and you subscribe to AFIS because AFIS is a wonderful place where you can uh, meet uh, different companies from different industries. And what I said a few minutes ago about the oxygen that you get from internal transition mm -hmm. and mobility, you will get with AFIS. I remember mm -hmm. uh, uh, that I could discuss with people from several and different industries and they were different background, different culture, different way of working. And at the end, when you have spent six months on a specific working group and topic, uh, you have learned a lot, a lot, because uh, you were able to discuss in a practical way, not the theory, not the standard, not whatever, but people working in the everyday life. And, and from each other, we uh, learn a lot. It was really beneficial for everyone. So I would strongly suggest if there are people who, who listen to us to join AFIS, subscribe to the working group, because uh, it's a key place to, uh, to learn a lot. And at AFIS, uh, um, not necessarily AFIS, but in France, I would say that today we have, uh, at the end of last year, in December, we had uh, 177 system engineering professionals certified from the INCOSI, mm -hmm. uh, including around 100 ASAP knowledge, uh, the first mm -hmm. tape, I would say, uh, something like 70 CZEP confirmed. Uh, certified and six to seven ESEP, wow. <laughs> where you need mm -hmm. 20, 20 years experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's roughly uh, France is the third rank, except the USA, mm -hmm. uh, uh, in Europe uh, behind the UK and Germany. Good point, mm -hmm. Germany. Mm -hmm. uh, by <laughs> the way, do you have a French certification program, or do they do this in English? Uh, it's it's in English today. It's in English, and the good thing is that more and more the the engineering school they prepare their students for this exam, and I think it's oh, very a good thing. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yes, I can think about uh, uh, Supero, Isae Supero, which is a, uh, a high school uh, 
I would say dedicated to uh, to aerospace, uh, uh, but not only. And uh, student can register to preparation of of the ESEP uh, mm -hmm. certification, and we have something like 30 hours or more uh, with some tutor to learn that mm -hmm. and to prepare to understand the system engineering and book and so on. So good, that's mm -hmm. very good. Cool. And I would say that it's important to do that because uh, the industry uh, is also uh, now uh, uh, aware of those system engineering certification in COSI mm -hmm. and they request more and more to, uh, to, to get it. So you cannot really find a mandatory requirement about the certification in France because I think it would not be legal. It would be kind of discrimination. Uh, uh, but it's very, it's more and more that you find the nice to have in COSI certification. So today, as a company, if you want to be competitive on this market, you need to have a skill center and to be able to exhibit a pool of certified engineers. Mm -hmm. That's our case in Samaras Engineering. And for me, it was really important at the beginning to, we use this certification not only to say, okay, this label and this kind of things. No, no, no. The motivation was a little bit different. It was, okay, let's learn, let's go to the ASEP in order, I, I wanted to be sure that my colleagues, we are all aligned on the same vocabulary. Yeah. Because if you think mm -hmm. about it, system engineering, there's a core vocabulary. And, and I'm sure you have the same experience than me, that when you discuss about verification and validation, if you go to aeronautics or automotive industry, probably people will give you different definition on that. And, and what is a system requirement? What is a stakeholder requirement? Is it the same thing or not? Wow, this kind of thing. So uh, for me, it's important to have the ESEP not just to put it on your CV, but it will demonstrate that you have the right foundation. And mm -hmm. if you have the right, right foundation, uh, at Samaras, we work for different customers for different industry, uh, automotive, energy, uh, uh, aeronautics, space, and so on. And as there are different cultures, different uh, way of working, the common thing is not the English. Now, is the mm -hmm. system engineering common vocabulary concept mm -hmm. that we have learned in the system engineering handbook, and, and, and now we have the same vocabulary. We are more efficient on, on the paper about to, to discuss. Mm -hmm. so for yeah. me, it's really important. And, and it's not just my right. personal opinion. I, I see more mm -hmm. and more uh, industrial company uh, going that way and pushing their, their employee uh, to, uh, to go this, uh, this INCOSI certification. A good test question is if they understood the vocabulary is to ask the difference between concept of operations, operation of concepts, like con ops and ops con. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. Sometimes a little bit tricky, uh, but yeah. why it's but really important. But if people important. can answer that, then it's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can answer that, yes, at enterprise <laughs> level or more at the operational <laughs> of a system, yes. Yes, yeah. but... Uh, uh, yeah, but something interesting, I would like to, to yes, uh, uh, come back on that because uh, initially at SMRS we delivered MBSE trainings, you know, starting MBSE mm -hmm. because a lot of people wanted to go to MBSE and realized after some time that, wow, the guys, they want to go to MBSE, but they are not so comfortable with SE and that's mm -hmm. a big problem. Uh, 
uh, when it's Airbus, it's okay. They know SE. But when there are new company going to MBC directly without strong foundation on SE, it's too much because you have to learn mm -hmm. a new language, uh, new processes, new way of working, new tool. Wow, so many okay. change. And, and finally, they, are complete, they struggle at the end. So now what we say, we say, okay, let's start with system engineering fundamental one day. Mm -hmm. We see the concept yeah. of everything, life cycle stage, life cycle concept, CONOX, MOE, mm -hmm. whatever. Okay, it's a lot of theory. We try to practice to illustrate, but after that, you can build modeling on top of SE. And mm -hmm. MBSC is what? Is to support SE. Huh? Mm -hmm. People mm -hmm. forget about that. And so uh, finding good systems engineering is, is one challenge. Um, then what you mentioned now is, is, is a challenge. Are there any, any other typical challenges uh, in the context of MBSE that you can oh. see in, in the yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of challenges. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure, but they are all specific to France, but uh, there are there are some speci specific challenge. So if we think about the typical challenge that is not new is to be able to uh, find the right uh, accurate modeling tool. Yeah. Every Classic. company that starts in MBC, they say, which modeling tool shall I take? Which language? Capella or CML tool? Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the difficult point. So um, But things have changed and because before, when I participated to this kind of survey or, or assessment of the tool and whatever, the main criteria were almost the same, usability of the tool, functionalities, uh, the cost, acquisition and maintenance, obviously, and, and maybe sometime try to evaluate a little bit the learning curve. Uh, okay, With those mm -hmm. variation of that, there was the evaluation and some selection, okay. Um, but now things have changed recently because at least in France, there's some impact, some relation, some influence of the PLM solution, the product lifecycle management solution. More mm. and more, the company, they, okay, they choose at the corporate level their PLM solution. Mm. And there's something that happened a few years ago when Dassault System has acquired uh, Nomadic's uh, company They have acquired their Nomagic tool, uh, Katia Magic now. And because of that, there's some influence. Because if you think, for instance, let, let's assume that you're in a company that has just selected 3D experience. And as Dassault has announced that they are currently integrating, being integrating the Cameo System Modeler Katia Magic tool in their 3D experience, you know that within six months to one year, you will be able to do CSML uh, uh, and, and, and connect your CSML model and relate your CSML model to, to, to Katia and, and, and to the rest of the, and, and to the and to Enovia and to the, the PLM solution. So at some level of the management, at top level, I would say, wow, you, you, you cannot forget about, you can, you, 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 naturally you think about this integration You know that it's really costly to build integration, gateway, and so on. Mm -hmm. And probably there's some influence of the PLM selection to the choice of the modeling tool. So we see that some company who have selected, I mean selected, and some are just on the evaluation, but when they have selected officially 3D experience, very often they will select Cameo System Modeler as their CML solution. Mm -hmm. um, but it, 
it's true on the other way, huh? in, uh, in the opposite. If you have, for instance, uh, uh, Siemens, if you have selected Siemens Team Center as PLM mm-hmm. solution today, probably you would prefer starting with uh, or using Capella because you know that Capella, which is rebranded by Siemens as SMW for System Modeling Workbench, it mm-hmm. is now uh, uh, partially integrated with Team Center. So it's, it's good to know that. Except, except maybe uh, in the future, perhaps if you if you want to wait a little bit, then you may use Rhapsody uh, uh, in the future because you know that IBM or you maybe you don't know, but IBM and Siemens have announced uh, some uh, collaboration in order to mm. deliver integration mm-hmm. of their new IBM Rhapsody uh, uh, with uh, Team Center. So it changed mm-hmm. a little bit the game. Maybe it's about SysMLV2. I don't know. Um, and finally, the ideal solution would be that you have no uh, PLM selected, then you are completely free. <laughs> but I must say that in France, uh, it's less and less the case. Huh? Uh, most of the large companies, okay. they have a PLM now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the first challenge, I would say, choose the modeling tool. Uh, mm-hmm. The second challenge I get in mind is that it's still difficult to um, know which concept you are going to use uh, when, uh, when, what are the stop criteria when you do a diagram? Where, where should I stop? What is mm. the granularity level? Which concept of the of the tool palette should I use or whatever? So in this area, clearly, Capella's uh, brings some advantage at least at the beginning because there's the Arcadia method which is embedded into the tool and that provides a lot of guidance. So when you don't know anything, you would like to start with MBSC. You will. With Arcadia, you will get both the processes, I would say, uh, aligned mm-hmm. on the ISO 1588, probably the version 2008, not the last one, but not so far. And and you will get some process, some transition, and the, and the modeling concept. So you just follow the wizard, and you are able to do some MBSE, uh, at least at mm-hmm. the beginning. After yeah. sometimes, maybe you will want to, to uh, perhaps change a little bit the approach or, or uh, not to follow completely Arcadia, then it's more difficult. But for the beginning, you go mm-hmm. fast with using Capella. If you choose SysML on the other way, wow, you just get a notation, huh? uh, <laughs> no method. The good thing is that uh, at least there are a lot of uh, very good SysML methods all around the world. Huh? We can mention mm-hmm. OSE, uh, SysMod, FAST, mm-hmm. we get the author there. <laughs> <laughs> excellent excellent uh, work and, and with some very good book uh, uh, on that. And more recently from the, so the, the Magic Grid, V1 and mm-hmm. V2, uh, yeah. which is very, very active. Huh? Uh, Dassault, the guy from Dassault, Este, uh, Aurelius, and maybe mm-hmm. others. Uh, and recently, they have added some complement on the VNV support of the Magic Grid, which is which is very very cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, now there's some guidance coming with this uh, those different methods. The problem you still get is to choose the right method for you uh, to learn it because it's not fully embedded into the tool. Huh? So there's still mm-hmm. more effort than using directly uh, Capella, I would say, but things are changing more and more. Yeah. That's probably the mm-hmm. second challenge. Um, I get in mind another challenge, which is more about technical things, uh, about product line engineering. More mm-hmm. and more, I see company who would like to uh, um, 
use both MBSC and product line engineering. So you mm -hmm. need to combine. I think, Tim, you have developed Vamos, things like that, yeah. uh, to, to address huh, part of it. Uh, uh, but if you want to go further and get some automation uh, with mm -hmm. big product line and so on, probably you need additional modeling to, 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 to extract the feature, to extract the variability into some feature model using yeah. MBPLE or pure variant uh, things or gears or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and the challenge is to relate finally your variability with your architecture, your variability with your requirement, but you also want to relate your requirement and your architecture with traceability. So finally, you see that there's a kind of infernal triangle where it's not easy to get the consistency. That's kind of mm -hmm. challenge that is going to happen more and more today uh, in France, but probably at other uh, countries also. And yeah, I think that's everywhere. No, that's one, everywhere. one of the next yeah. big things, I think, this model-based product and engineering. Exactly, and, exactly. And exactly. typically, now, if we create uh, if we do a project or create a model for, for a system, we only focus on one single system, but, but the default is that we have a product line. Yeah, Variability yeah, is always there, so that should be the default, yeah. but all methods focus on, on a single system. Yes, so I think yes. there, it's time for a change there. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and mm -hmm. uh, today the situation is that there's not so much innovating new program with everything changed. So we, we are more in increment. If you think about the aircraft uh, with yeah. the mm -hmm. 320, 380, 340, 350, mm -hmm. uh, globally, now you have a new uh, uh, extended range or things like that, but those are increments, some change here and there before the next generation with hydrogen, probably. Mm -hmm. But except that, those are increment variation. And finally, you really need to have product line engineering. So you mm -hmm. need MBSC, you need product line engineering, and you need to be comfortable with mixing both, which come from different, uh, well, different silo at the beginning, not silo, but different ways at the beginning. So now mm -hmm. it's key to be able to, to mix, to combine together. And there's not so much expertise on that uh, <laughs> today. Um, that's technical things. And finally, I would like to mention something really important uh, more and more, which is the digital continuity. <laughs> digital continuity, uh, we heard about, we hear about it uh, almost every day. Uh, yeah. What does it mean? It means that now the industry has understood that um, MBSE, okay, it's cool, it's interesting in order to better formalize the architecture and the requirement, but they understand that it should not be limited just to the development and the descending part of the vehicle. It should also be used for the verification, for the validation, for the conops, as you said, for for the, the early validation through simulation, but not just the development also. So we see more and more uh, initiative to introduce, use the MBSC technique on the manufacturing, for instance. Huh? Because if you think about it, what is a factory? A factory can be considered as a system. It's an industrial system. And uh, probably there's some difference huh, with a product system because, for instance, for what I can see, uh, in a factory, you are more interested in calculating the, the rate, the production rate, uh, than uh, trying to do a functional architecture of your factory. Functional architecture, okay, it's not so complex, but the rate with the supply chain and all the material coming at various rates, Whoa, with people and operator and maybe robots cooperating. Wow, that's a, that's a big, big, mm -hmm. big challenge. So yeah. MBSC is probably 
a good opportunity, but I'm quite sure that it will not be the same recipe that we have used for product that we should use for uh, for this industrial system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you see that MBSC is now yeah. expanding beyond the development yeah. stage, going to manufacturing. And if you continue, you will find also modeling, also, I'm not sure it's MBSC, for the operation. Why for operation? Because you have the digital mm-hmm. twin. Uh, mm-hmm. every, every company would like to be able to, to get the data, to anticipate some uh, dysfunctional scenario, introduce them virtually before uh, it happens, to see what happens. Uh, in operation. So in that case, you need to have a quite detailed model that really reflects the situation in operation. And finally, you need to have a wide, uh, a wide range of models with different abstraction level, different granularity of, of level with different details, mm-hmm. uh, starting from the concept stage to the development stage to the manufacturing production and also operational maintenance also and probably retirement. If we think about mm-hmm. nuclear plants in France, <laughs> there's a huge market about decommissioning and, and retirement disposal. Huh? Mm-hmm. So it's key to have also modeling to support you in, 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 this, uh, in this journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is the digital continuity between the stage, but you also have the digital continuity in the supply chain. Mm-hmm. Because when well, you have developed uh, a model for the aircraft or for a control system, you also need want to refine it at the lower level with your partners or supplier, with Thales, with Safran, Latecoeur and, and others. So how do you ensure that uh, uh, the model that will be built by your supplier, you can integrate them? Because you would like mm-hmm. to integrate virtually. Uh, you don't want to continue with the textual requirement it will be it will be very a pity if you work everyone works with model but you communicate for requirement textual requirement wow and currently it's the situation so then we get two two things to address first challenge is to ensure interoperability of the model themselves when you have different tools like some using capella over using cameo second challenge that will come is that you need to have the contract management into the loop because if you want to send a model that is a specification model you need to be sure that it can be considered as a specification by the purchase department so what does it mean a specification model Uh, rfp Mm -hmm. with requirements textual requirement everyone knows now but Mm -hmm. what does mean a specification model? how do you know where are the requirements in your model Hmm? You, mm-hmm. you see very good challenge for industry and tool vendors uh, for the next years. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so time flies. Um, so we have time for one more question oh, and yes. our listeners t- should take the time to hit the subscribe button, subscribe to this YouTube channel or to your Spotify list where you're listening to us. Wherever you are, don't forget to su- hit the subscribe button to not miss out any new episode yeah so uh yeah we have tons of more questions for you rafael and but uh, one one question i have which is again sysml related because i'm a big fan of sysml um we already heard from you that cameo systems model is very present that of course capella is very present because it's also a, a french thing Mm-hmm. Is there any space for the others uh, or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, limited, <laughs> very limited. 
No, clearly for the for the SysML market, I would say that uh, uh, Magic Draw Cameo System Modeler definitely is the first one uh, mm -hmm. in France, at least, because uh, uh, clearly the usability is very very good, and and the tool has been developed not by software specialists but by people who want to go to their uh, their customers, especially NASA, JPL, Boeing, and mm -hmm. so over, and Airbus. And, and Cameo has been developed with a lot of cool feature, very useful for system engineers. I can think about, um, for instance, the, the, the mass breakdown uh, that you can define in, in, in one mm -hmm. click, uh, the roll-up pattern, this kind of thing, the drag and drop. Uh, yeah, excellent. So mm -hmm. in terms of usability, clearly it's the top with Enterprise Architect from Spark, which is very good, but there's a difference the main difference I see is that with Cameo, there's a very strong compliance with the CSML specification, which is mm -hmm. not really the case with Enterprise Architect, where you can have your parts not aligned with the blocks. Uh, well, okay, I will not detail there, but uh, the CSML compliance is not perfect in, 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 in Spark EA today. And mm -hmm. if you want to benefit from your model at some point, and you would like maybe to use, for instance, the simulation to to perform some kind of early validation where mm -hmm. you, you invite your customer and user to uh, uh, to look at, at the behavior and check if it's the expected behavior for your personal concept, for instance, you would like to be sure that if it simulates, it's really because the model is okay, or if it doesn't simulate, it is because you get a problem in your model. You don't want to to take uh, two hours looking at, oh, should is my tool because maybe the problem comes from the simulation engine, uh, from the tool. No, no, no. You want mm -hmm. to trust the tool and to be able to trust the tool, you need to be sure that it complies with the specification, which is the case with Cameo. So mm -hmm. uh, Cameo is really number one, clearly, for CSML. Then you get EA. I would like to mention Rhapsody and, and Integrity Modeler that have been mm -hmm. very good tool, but 10 years ago, uh, they were the first tool because they supported simulation. That was very new mm -hmm. for a system engineer and very cool. But IBM and PTC have, to my opinion, have failed in, in renew or adapting their, their, their tool for usability and for ergonomy. Uh, that's really poor ergonomy. Uh, mm -hmm. You do some drag and drop, you can have things that are this kind of nonsense. Uh, and so, um, Today, they are not in the market. Uh, maybe tomorrow with CSMLV2, they change something, but today. Uh, mm -hmm. So I know company who have spent maybe thousands and thousands, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, with IBM consultancy in order to customize their tool mm -hmm. uh, for some feature that are there almost out of the box in Magic Pro Cameo today. So, mm -hmm. uh, And if you think about the other tools, I would say that Modelio Soft with Modelio as some part of the market for education. Mm -hmm. It's a French company, right? Modelio? Yeah, French oh, company. Modelio so yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. yes. Soft team huh, before it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, soft, yeah, uh, right. yeah, exactly. Same, same mm -hmm. guys, same company. And so in education, they have some partnership, uh, but uh, except that uh, their CML tool is not so impressive and, and I could not see any any use of of it uh, serious in a big large uh, industrial company and we can think about uh, papyrus which is uh, eclipse base mm -hmm. open source tool 
mainly used for academics, for research. So mm -hmm. it's cool if you want to use it alone for a research activity because it's free, but there's yeah. not so much good support on collaborative approach and clearly the usability is not there. So uh, it will, you will not use it seriously in, in a personal deployment mm -hmm. uh, in industry. You are the, the, the capital of Eclipse-based bottling tools, right? So yeah. top-cased and uh, top Papyrus case, yes. and Capella. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, uh, Papyrus was developed at the same time of Topcase. It was concurrent development funded mm -hmm. twice oh. by the French <laughs> government. Wow. <laughs> so finally, <laughs> they asked Airbus and the CA, the French nuclear agency, to join their efforts. And there was yeah. only the Papyrus at the end. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, for okay. this market, uh, Cameo is really uh, the first one. And because of what I've said with the 3D experience, there are several companies who wonder whether they should choose between Capella or Cameo because mm -hmm. if they select 3D experience, then Cameo will be easier to integrate because it will be integrated natively. So, okay, I don't come back on that point, but it has some influence clearly today. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think we are... Well, we're running out of time, so um, <laughs> uh, yeah. so let's close this very interesting episode here. Um, so thank you very much, Raphael, that you were here in our show. It was very yeah. great to have you here. Uh, very That's interesting. Pleasure. Thank you. As you can see, I'm um, passionate, so I can speak two hours, so no problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so then, well, look forward. Um, our next episode is about MBSE and artificial, artificial intelligence. Uh, mm -hmm. Interesting topic. Um, and we will talk about that together with uh, Alessandro. Oh, his floor name is Migliaccio. I think I spelled it correctly. Uh, he wrote a book about MBSE and neural networks. Um, and he will be our guest uh, in uh, next month, May the 15th. So that's the next episode. Good. And good, we will good. announce it soon officially uh, on our website and LinkedIn and, and so forth. Yeah, though, finally, as usual, do not forget. Trust us. We are systems engineers. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.